Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Hi, how y'all doing? Now, y'all know me, I'm not putting an intro song at the start of this. I just don't have the brain power right now. I just cannot be bothered. <laughs> um, also, heads up that I'm um, recording this without my headphones again today. So, um, if it sounds a bit how you're going, um, please cut me some slack. Um, oh my God, how are we all? I just came back from my trip overseas, which I will be, don't worry, I'll be covering it all. Um, <clears throat> just got back yesterday morning at about 11am. Um, flights were good because everyone's been asking. Flights were pretty good. I flew from Vancouver to Auckland and that trip went really, really quickly. Um, it was like a 13 hour flight, 13 and a half hours, I think. Um, I had to stay awake for as long as I could in the beginning of the flight, even though the flight left Vancouver at 9pm, um, Vancouver time. Um, I had to try and stay awake because it was still like midday, um, in Vancouver, in Melbourne, um, which was really, really tough. I tried to watch Dune and whoever's been recommending Dune to me, take it back. That movie was so trash. I, I like... Look, to be honest, I was really tired, like, when I watched it, but I was just like, this sucks. Like, and I was really struggling to follow along because I was just so tired. But <clears throat> in my state of delusion, deliriousness slash whatever, I was absolutely bored out of my mind. And also, where's the Zendaya? Like, where was Zendaya in that? She was barely in it. Like, why did she even do promo? She ba she was barely in it. Spoiler alert, guys. Zendaya's barely in the movie. She does, like, a couple of quick cameo shots throughout the movie. Like, Timothy Chalamet is, like, having dreams about her. Literally, that's, that's what it is. And then she turns up right at the end. Like, it was shit. Not worth it. Don't recommend. Shit movie. Anyway, moving on. I feel like I really just got straight into it. Um... <clears throat> Sorry if I sound a bit weird today. Um, I think I'm overcoming some sort of cold or something. When I was on my Kentucky, I lost my voice and it was gone for like over a week and a half. So after that, then I think my throat was just a bit phlegmy and um, getting on the plane, everyone was coughing. Um, so it may may be from that. But anyway, we're, we're powering through. Um I'm, of course, giving you my dose of content. I'm I, I'm due. You're due for some content from me. To all of the new listeners that may be listening now, um, since I met a few people while I was away, if you are listening right now, please don't take this podcast seriously. Please don't take my work seriously. This is a silly little thing that I started to pass the time and sort of get some, you know, podcast episodes under my belt so I could maybe use that experience one day um it's just a bit of fun I just talk a bit of shit like it's nothing that serious so um please don't judge me you know one thing I do you know like f for fellow creatives out there like um do you ever like think that you're pretty good at doing something like you you know I, like let's say video editing for example it's something that within my own circles and within like my, like, yeah, within my own circles, I feel pretty confident with video editing and filming and stuff like that. Um, and or like I could use this podcast, for example, like you're like, this is something that I can do that some people can't do and they are impressed by that. And I'm really proud of my work and I'm really proud of what I can put together. And, you know, you make a piece of art and you're like, this is my baby and I'm so proud of it. And then you put it out there and people are like, this is so great. And you're like, thank you. But then you meet someone who's also a creative, who's also very talented. And then you go like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I'm trash. <laughs> like, throw me in the bin. Because it's funny, like, the thought of, like, other creatives that I know of, like, listening to this podcast makes me want to 
rip my skin off. Like whenever someone at work asks me like, oh, what's your podcast name? I'm like, please don't. Like, please don't listen to it. Please, please don't. Because I don't want you to judge me, <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> I don't need that pain. And just like even like on my recent trip that I just went on, I met um, this guy who does like um, sort of like I don't actually really understand, but it was like commercials and stuff. Like he films like professional, like professional freelancer, they like film stuff. And, you know, you sort of go like you, you look at like these people's like, you know, portfolios and stuff and you're like, fuck me, I'm actually not that talented. Like you think you're pretty all right at some things. And then, and then you're like, actually, I might just like crawl into a hole and like never appear for like the rest of my life because wow, like I am gagged. You know what I mean? Like shout out to him. He's very, very talented. Um, really good at what he does. And it's inspiring. Like, you know, it usually inspires me because then I'm like, I can do better. You know, this person's so great, but like, you know, it's not like you ever, like for me, like I don't, do all of those sort of like video editing or audio right now I don't do that um professionally like I do it for fun so it's never it's never that serious but um yeah it is sort of tough when you like when someone like that wants to like watch your work or they want to listen to your audio your podcast or something it's like um please don't actually but anyway um that aside let's get into Let's get into all of the gossip. Okay. I know who regularly listens to my podcast and I need to say straight away, there will be things that will not be addressed in the podcast. And the reason why is because I don't know who's going to listen to this and that's all you need to know. So... There will be questions that can be answered in private messages, but they will not be addressed publicly for potentially people from work or whoever to listen to. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. So <clears throat> I think the first thing that I should probably address is the fact that a homeless man took my croissant. <laughs> One of my friends, I put this on my close friend's story. And if you're not on it, then I'm sorry, but I just don't talk to you regularly. Um, one of my mates told me that this should be the title of my podcast, um, of my, of this episode. So it probably will be. Um, but yes, it, I'm not lying. A homeless man did take my croissant and it, it sounds worse than it actually was like, cause they were like, you know, frame it like a homeless man stole my croissant in Vancouver. And I was just like, no, because he didn't steal it. Okay. Like if there's any misconceptions, like he didn't steal the croissant. Okay. So this is the story, right? So I arrived, I arrived in Vancouver. So my holiday that I never really described over this podcast, cause I, it's, you know, it was private, but I went to Vancouver. Vancouver. I went, uh, yeah, I went to Canada. I went to Vancouver, flew to Vancouver and I was there for about three weeks. So I flew via Auckland. So it was about a three hour flight to Auckland. And then I stayed in Auckland for about two hours. And then I got on a flight from Auckland to Vancouver. So that was about a 12 and a half hour flight. I think it was, it was, it was much shorter than coming back home. Um, maybe 12 hours. I arrived in Vancouver. I was like tired very jet lagged and I got to my accommodation. So I stayed in like an Airbnb for the first night. Um, and it was near Chinatown, which I sort of knew it was going to be a tiny bit sketchy around that area. Cause I'd done a little bit of research beforehand, but I sort of was like, I'll be fine. Like I, <laughs> I hang around Elizabeth street all the time. <laughs> like I'm a big girl. I hang around like, you know, the corner of, um, Flinders and Elizabeth street. Everybody knows that's where all the special people hang out in Melbourne. Um, like I hang out there like almost every day when I go to my lunches, shout out work friends. When I take my work friends to their lunch, I often will go that way. So I was like, I'll be fine. Right. So I, so I get to this accommodation. It's on a place called Abbott street, I believe. Um, really close to the stadium where the, Canucks play I think it's the Canucks Vancouver Canucks yeah must be 
like their home stadium. So anyway, I get to the accommodation. The guy who owns the Airbnb meets me downstairs and takes me up the stair, up the elevator. And he was like really frazzled. Like he'd just come from the gym and he was like, here you go. Here's your key. Okay. Bye. And I was like, wait, what room am I in? And I had no internet at the time. And I'm like trying to work out what room I was staying in. <laughs> I just didn't know. And so then I had to message him. I had to go back downstairs to get like some sort of Wi-Fi connection and was like, what room am I in? And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Anyway, eventually I get to the room and it was fine. Like I put all my stuff away. He'd said to me in the elevator, he said, oh, by the way, because it was like his house that he also lived in. So I was like, I was under the understanding that like I would be staying in the house with this guy who was super nice. But it turns out when I got in the elevator with this guy, he said, oh, I've just got this guy from Korea, a student from Korea staying with me at the moment, um, staying in the house at the moment. So you'll be sharing, uh, sharing the place with this Korean international student. He's been here for a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, I get into the house. The guy isn't there, right? So then I'm like, whatever. I put all my stuff away, get changed, and I go and get a SIM. The SIM was the SIM cost me an absolute fortune, like worse than at home. Like it was, it was a prepaid SIM, but it cost me like $90. Uh, anyway, I was like, whatever. I tipped way too much. I shouldn't have even tipped to be honest. But anyway, we live and we learn. It was my first day. I was so tired and I walked down to the corner of Abbott street and another street. I can't remember. And there's a Tim Hortons there. And I went, okay, I haven't been to Tim Hortons in a really long time. For those who have not been to Canada and don't know what Tim Hortons is, it's like, it's like a chain. It's a chain like McDonald's is a chain restaurant. Um, and what they sell is like, they do like sandwiches, like nice sandwiches, like really good ones. Um, you know, like breakfasty stuff and they do like desserts. So like, like they have like, um, uh, donuts, chocolate croissants, like other like little croissants and stuff. Um, but mostly like, yeah, like donuts and like mini donut bowls and stuff. And it's really good there. Like it's good quality. They do like coffee and all of that sort of stuff, <coughs> but it's a really good place. Anyway, hadn't been there in such a long time. The last time I had been to Tim Hortons was when I was like nine and I lost one of my teeth while eating a wrap. Um, so anyway, I go to Tim Horns and like, it was just really gross in there. And I was just like, Oh, I don't know what to get. Anyway, I decided to get this thing called a Turkey and bacon club sandwich. It was like an artesian sandwich with like special, like Turkish bread. And it was just really good anyway. So I get that and I decide I'm also going to get a chocolate croissant. It's like a mini one and you get it in like a meal. So you get like a, a sandwich, a croissant and like a drink. So I got water Anyway, I'm waiting for this food to be given to me. I've got this chocolate croissant and I'm standing there. And again, reminder that I'm staying near Chinatown. There's very, very high, very high homeless population around this area. And it's not like Melbourne where you can't see them anywhere. Like you just don't see them. Like if you do, it's like one guy on the side of the street, but like, it's like tent city. Like, like these people full on live on the street. Like there were times when we drove past them, like in a bus and they just like, there were just homeless people just lining the street, like with tents and like umbrellas and stuff. And they were all just sitting along the street or laying along the street. Like it's like, it's a little bit, um, not overwhelming, but confronting. Anyway, standing in Tim Hortons, this guy comes up to me and he's clearly a homeless man. And he comes up to me and he says, um, he'd gone to other people. I saw him and I was like, oh, he's going to come to me. Anyway, he came to me and he said, um, like, could you get me some lunch? And I'm like, oh man, like I've just been here for like not even two hours. And I just, my brain wasn't functioning yet. And I was like, what, sorry, like, what do you, what do you want? And he's like, oh, I just, I just need some food. Like I really need to eat. And I was like, okay, well, like, what do you want? And he said, I want a six pack of donuts and like this big ass, like latte drink or whatever. And he wanted this and that. And I was like, um, Okay, so they had like the these touch screens like McDonald's does. Um, a random person is calling me. No, thank you. 
Um, anyway, I start to use the touch screen and, um, and he starts sort of like, you know, when like homeless people that are like clearly on some drugs or something start sort of just like dancing around and like making noise and stuff. He just sort of started doing that. And I was like, all right, this mate's like out of his mind. I didn't know what he wanted. I asked him like, what, what sort of donuts do you want? And he just sort of like, was like dancing about. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave. So I went to go leave and he turned to me and he said, um, (coughs) he said, you're not going to wait. You're not going to help me. And I was like, fuck man, I feel bad. Like he just wants food, but I just want to get out of this situation. I feel uncomfortable. Like this is the first day I've been here. I'm tired. I'm a female on my own. Like I, you know, this is scary. People are just looking at me and I'm like, could no one else just give this guy food? So then I decide, do I need this croissant? In this moment right now, do I need this croissant? Probably not. Does this man, like, how can I get out of this situation as quick and like painlessly as possible? So I just went, here, do you want this? And I just held my croissant out at him and he went, yep. And took it from me straight away. I was like, okay, bye. And then I just walked out and then I went straight back to the house and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, whoa. I, like I was like sort of speechless. Like it, it was the only way I could get out of the situation. And, you know, it, I, I sort of respect it as well. Like at least he wasn't coming up to me like, hey, can I have money? Because if he said, hey, can I have money? I wouldn't have given him anything. And then he would have walked away without nothing, like with nothing. Um, but because he was like in the Tim Hortons, he's like, I really need to get some food. And I felt bad. And I was like, you know, he's asking for food. I may as well get it for him. And then he like, wasn't sort of responding to me. And then I was just like, here, just have my croissant. Like I was sort of thinking I'd prefer if he had like a proper meal, but like, if that's all he's going to get from the public today, like, you know, at least he got something. So yeah. So that's what happened. The homeless man took my croissant. I was a little bit freaked out after that, after that encounter. So I didn't go back onto the street. I ended up getting a very expensive Uber down to Gastown. Funny name, I know. Um, Which just has like, it just had like bars and stuff up there. Um, Places to eat. And there's like a gas, uh, like a steam clock down there. I don't quite understand why. But it's like a tourist magnet. So there were a lot of like tourists down there and like little shops and stuff. And that's when I started collecting stickers for my Hydra flask that I ended up buying because I wanted to put put, uh, one thing that I regret last year was that I didn't get a sticker from every place that I went on my holiday, like Chicago and all of that. Like I wished that I got stickers to put on a drink bottle or something. So this year I decided I'm going to do it because I know I'm going to go to a bunch of like, you know, like not touristy spots, but like adventurous little spots. And I, I'll I'll probably be able to get some really cute stickers. So I did that. So I got a Vancouver sticker. Um, and yeah, so then that was my first day. Then after that, the next day I took a, uh, no, I, I went down to the bus station. I took a bus over to the ferry dock, then got on a ferry over to Victoria on, um, not our Victoria, obviously, but um, Vancouver Island, Victoria. And so then I was on Vancouver Island. I met up with, um, I've got an uncle over there, Vancouver Island. Anyway, met up with him. We went for a drive all the way back up to where he lives, stayed with them for a bit. Um, it was very relaxing, sort of quiet. And, um, I got to sort of just be in my own world for a few days. Um, met some really lovely people in a store. I went to this really cute store and, um, it was ran by like a bunch of like girls, like similar age to me, maybe like my brother's age, like they were a bit younger. Um, and they were really cute and they were really excited that I was from Australia and they wanted to know if we watch Bondi Rescue (laughs) over here. And I was like, well, yeah, some, sometimes like, yeah. Um, they were really sweet. And then they added me on Instagram afterwards that they were such sweethearts. So shout out to them. They were really lovely. Um, after a couple of days I had, I went for dinner out with my, um, with these grandparents and I had this really, really weird wrap that I was like, I didn't eat very much of it, but it was just weird. Like it tasted weird. I just had 
weird emotions about it. It didn't, it just didn't sit right with me. Anyway, drove back down to the ferry port in Nanaimo um, and then took a ferry from Nanaimo back over to Vancouver. And I started feeling a bit icky. Like I didn't feel good. Like my stomach was a bit off and I was like, what's going on right now? Um, got on a bus and this bus was like one of those stretchies, one of those stretchy buses. Um, and the bus had like no, uh, cooling at all. Like no air was, there was no airflow. And so I'm sitting there with my big ass bag, like against my leg and my backpack. And I'm sitting there on this seat at the second half of the stretchy bus no air coming through and the sun is absolutely just beating down on me through the window. I thought I was fine when I first got on the bus, but then after a little bit, um, we're driving through the mountains. So it's a bit of a windy drive to get back into Vancouver because we were like just a little bit out, like maybe like a 45 minute drive out. When I tell you I haven't felt that sick in such a long time, I was sitting there and I'm just like trying to breathe through it and I just couldn't the sun was so hot on me I actually feel sick now just even thinking about it like my stomach like felt really really ill like I just needed to go to the toilet like I felt ill and I'm stuck on this bus and the heat was on me and all of a sudden I just felt all the blood drain from the top of my head down down like from my shoulders everything it just drained straight away I couldn't feel I, I just went lightheaded and I was like I started sweating like like cold sweating and I, I was like I'm about to vomit like I'm about to vomit I'm gonna vomit everywhere on this bus in front of all these people it was an absolutely packed bus like it was crowded people everywhere and I'm like I'm gonna be sick I'm gonna be sick and then a couple seconds after that I was like I'm gonna pass out like I'm about to pass out because I know that I'm going to pass out when the, when the blood runs, I just hit the microphone. Hopefully that didn't make any noise. When the blood runs, like leaves my head and then I start sweating really badly and feeling dizzy. Like I know I'm going to pass out. And I know that the best way to fix that is if I lie down on the ground and then put my legs up, um, sort of like above me. And then the, like, I have to just lay there and the blood sort of runs back normally and then I could breathe everything and also my ears muffle like I can't hear anything through my ears so if you cover your hands over your ears um and like someone's trying to talk to you you can't hear it it's just like all muffled that's what it sounded like so all these sounds are happening around me but it's like muffled I was like fully in my own world and I was like I'm about to be sick and we're on like we were on like a bridge at the time. So we weren't even close to a stop either. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, I think I'm going to die here. And I was like, I can't get on the ground either because the ground was filthy. And someone had like a previous person on the bus had like dropped raspberries on the ground and then they'd squished everywhere and stuff. Um, It's so vivid in my memory. Like I hate it anyway. And I remember turning to the people behind me and saying, I'm so sorry, guys. Do you have a bag? by any chance I was like I just feel I feel horrible like I I'm gonna be sick and they were like oh no sorry and then like two seconds later I heard them like rummaging through one of their bags the guy behind me pulled all of his toiletries out of a bag out of a plastic bag like just threw them on his lap and went here here have this and it was like a plastic ziploc bag and I was like thank you so much and then I just held it in front of me for a while until we got close to a stop and I was like okay I'm not going to use it here you can have it back thank you so embarrassing I got off the bus and I was like nowhere near the stop that I needed to get off at and I had to walk all the way through Vancouver to try and find a bathroom dude you would think that there would be at least one functioning bathroom because every fucking spot that I went to I had my mum on the phone I was crying like full on crying I was like I'm gonna be sick I'm legit about to like be sick everywhere this is so embarrassing like I just want to like go home I just want to be in my bed like I feel like shit um she was directing me over the phone like okay turn right here there's a Tim Hortons up the street it was like 90 degree walking uphill with like a heavy like 17 kilo roller bag like it was 
absolutely like a low point of my life. I was like, get me the fuck out of this country. I don't want to be here. Um, felt so sick. And you would think that they would have a working bathroom. First bathroom I get to, Tim Hortons. It was like one of those disabled slash women's bathroom. It was like just one toilet. Anyway, I go in there. It's overflowed. Like someone's like clogged it and the water is everywhere on the ground. I'm like, right, well, I can't use this bathroom. I walk out. My mum says, okay, walk straight down Robson Street. There's a uh, Starbucks on the corner. I walk up to the Starbucks. Starbucks has a massive line and one toilet. I'm like, fuck. So then I leave the Starbucks. I keep walking. I'm like, at this point, I've like passed the point of like, I feel sick. At this point, I am very, very ill, like really not good. I was like, literally stumbling down the street. I don't, I didn't even take in any of my surroundings. I had no idea where I was. Um, anyway, then my mom's like, okay, there's a McDonald's like just down this road. So I went down this hill, get to the McDonald's. The toilet was absolutely disgusting. Like it was just horrid. And it was to the point where I needed to change my clothes. Like I was so sick. Like I was like just so unwell. Anyway, eventually sorted that out one toilet. It was horrible in there. Anyway, not a good memory. And then took an Uber to my Airbnb, which was literally, I stayed in someone's closet. <laughs> like it was like a, like a big enough closet that it could have been like a small study, but it was like, there was no airflow in there at all, but they had like this big, like air, um, purifier in there. And it was blasting. Cause it was hot. Like it was a hot day. I got to his Airbnb at like six and I just stayed in my bed for the rest of that night. Like I had a shower and then just stayed in that bed. Then the next morning I had to check out before 11. And I remember that next day was the day that I started the Kentucky. And I just went and walked to a cafe and just sat in there and cried all morning because I felt so sick. And I was like, if I keep feeling like this, like I'm not going to be able to get on a bus to go to Whistler because that was the first destination and it's like a two hour drive. I was like, I'm not going to be able to like go on my Kentucky and I'm going to miss out. Like it's going to be horrible. Um, and I was full on crying and that was like the start of me just like crying all the time. Um, not to like, you know, really bring down the mood with like all of this sadness, but like, yeah, I was just really fucking sad. I can't believe it's only 1230 right now. It feels like 430 in my brain right now. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I cried heaps that morning. I even made a post in the Kentucky. So the Kentucky had like a Facebook group on the first like couple of days. I made a post and I was like, guys, I feel so sick. I think I have food poisoning or something. Like I just need emotional support. Like my mom's asleep right now. I just need someone to like, just give me a hug really. <laughs> And, um, thankfully a few of the girls responded and they were really, really nice. Um, eventually I got to the hotel where we were all meeting and I just, I just know that like, had I not have been sick, I might've even made a different, like different first impression than I did. Not that I made a bad first impression. Well, I hope I didn't, but, um, it's just one of those things. It was, I just felt like shit. I had to go and sit inside the hotel on my own. Everybody else was sitting outside in the sun. And I was like, if I'm in contact with heat, I will like die. I will vomit everywhere. And then um, our Kentucky leader, she was coming from the East Coast because part of our tour. So our tour was the West Coast. We did Whistler. Then we drove to Sun Peaks. Then we drove to Jasper, which was awesome. And then from Jasper to Banff and then Banff all the way back to Vancouver. We stopped in Vernon on the way, which was a complete not fun. I did not enjoy Vernon. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so our, our actual Kentucky leader was coming over from the East coast because some of the people on our tour were doing like East coast and then they were doing the West coast. So they were like all coming over from the East coast and they were delayed. So someone else, another Kentucky manager had to meet us at the hotel and her name was Sophia and she was an absolute sweetheart. Such a lovely girl. Like I was actually sad that she wasn't our Kentucky leader, but it's totally fine because we got Carlin, who's also the best person on the planet. And I love her very much. Um, I love them both. They were both such lovely girls, like couldn't have asked for a better supportive group of girls. And like 
Sophia just like gave me a hug and I full on cried. Like she was like, are you the one that felt sick? And I was like, yes. And she was, she was like, here, can I give you a hug? And I just cried so much and just like shout out to Sophia you are such a sweetheart you made me feel so much better like just having someone that just understood and cared and like in that low point I was so embarrassed about how I just felt so sick and she just was so supportive and lovely and thank you for doing that like honestly you just lifted my spirits and same goes to a couple of the girls that were there when they, when I start, when I cried, um, Alana, she, she had like a little fan. She was like, here, do you want a fan? And it was like one of those ones that you just fan yourself with. That was a lifesaver. Like I actually started feeling better once I started using that and I still got it with me. So shout out to Alana and, um, Margie, who's from Wagga Wagga, shout out to her as well. She, they were just really good emotional support on my first day. Like I, I really don't think I would have gotten through that first day without those three girls. Like they just really helped. So that was the first half of the trip. <laughs> now we've got half an hour remaining. I don't think I'm going to be able to get through everything in one episode, but I think I might go a little bit over time and then, yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Anyway, so at this point, we've started the Kentucky. We got on the bus. Sophia took us around Vancouver for a little bit, and then we stopped at this lookout. We got off the bus. I still had the fan on me, but I was feeling a lot better. Um, went and took some photos out at the lookout. I met uh, the guy with the camera. His name was Jonas. Uh, so he was employed. So it was funny story. Like, so he it was sort of really interesting actually. So he's a freelancer and he was employed by Kentucky. So he, I think he contacted Kentucky and said, Hey, like, uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening, but um, I'm pretty sure he like contacted Kentucky and said, like, would you like me to like film and make like a commercial for you? They saw his work and said, yes, they were either going to send him to India or Canada and then his friend got sent to India instead, I think. So he ended up coming on our Canada trip, completely paid for. They paid for everything for him. He got to do all the activities. The entire thing did not cost him a cent, which is, I like, honestly, girl boss. Like, <laughs> girl boss, Jonas. <laughs> um, he girl bossed a trip for free. Um, I just had the camera out the whole time, like the entire time we we're on the trip. So we pretty much just got our like trip documented for free. Um, no idea if we'll ever get any of those photos or footage, but he took some really good photos. I did see some of them and there's like photos of all of us on there, but also just, it was just such a beautiful trip that he got to take like some really, really great footage of. So I think we're all really excited to sort of see what he comes up with at the end and uh what it sort of looks like but I, I I have I have faith like I've seen some of his other work it's really quite impressive but um yeah so I met him and I met Georgie from Manchester um on that first little stop so Georgie Georgie's so funny I love Georgie so much I met Georgie I met Kate at that first stop Kate is from Sydney I think I met I might have met Jordan that moment as well so Jordan is from Sydney she was she ended up being like my roomie my roommate um and she's really lovely as well she's doing a bit of like a world like she's doing a bit of like a backpacking situation at the moment so she's in I think she's in Montreal right now um and she I think she's similar age to me I, you know what I never asked I should ask I think she's about the same age as me um Georgie was a little bit older um and Jonas was my age. Um, but we all had a good chat at that lookout. Um, and that's when I sort of like um, started making other friends. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling a lot better now. Then Sophia took us to a Mexican joint. Now you can imagine at this point I hadn't eaten for 24 hours. I just didn't eat. I was like, I'm still not feeling good. I don't want to eat. So we get to this, this Mexican place. I think it was called Taco Fino near Gastown or in Gastown. I don't really know. Anyway, we get there. I remember I sat next to Margie 
and there were some other people at our table. I can't remember who was there, but I remember Jonas and I ended up sharing food um, because I was like, I can't eat. Like I can't, I cannot have nachos right now. Like I need to be really careful about what I eat. So I got chips. Now, Australians, please don't forget, anytime you go to North America, chips means like crisps, like potato chips, like, like, like Smith's chips sort of thing. Like we, stupid me, like we, we got like taco chips and guacamole. I should have fucking known. We were at a, anyway, it was actually fine. It was really good because it was bland. I didn't have any sauce with it. I literally just ate some of the taco chips. I was like, this is my first meal. This is good because it's like so bland. I really needed something to like sort of absorb the, like the grossness. Like I needed like bread or something, but I ended up having these taco chips. Um, so we shared them and I remember they had, they had like, it might've been jalapeno, either jalapeno or chili. They, they like cut up tiny little slices of jalapeno and or chili. I don't remember. And they'd like placed them on top of like two little chili things they'd placed on top of the guacamole. And Jonas, um, I remember challenged me. We, we like, we're going to eat one each. And I was like, there's no way you will catch me eating that right now. I'm just so unwell. <laughs> like if I eat that, I'll vomit everywhere. Like I, I can't do it. And he was like, oh, come on. And so Margie next to me, the girl from Wagga, ended up eating it. <laughs> I've got a video of them both like, whoa, that was just like bad decision. Like, why did we do that? Um, it was very funny. So that was a funny little bonding thing. And then Jonas and I also got churros. Um, and the churros were very good. I will say they had like, I can't even explain what the sauce was. It was a bit like a caramel ish sort of sauce, but it was really good. So we had that. Then we went to the airport, picked up Carlin and the rest of the crew from the East coast to, uh, we said goodbye to Sophia. And then we drove to Whistler. Um, Whistler, the drive to Whistler was, very windy and a little bit uh, car sick inducing, but it was also like just so picturesque. Is that how you pronounce it? Pic- picturesque? Picturesque? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's pic, well, whatever. Um, it was beautiful. Like it was just, and one thing that sticks out in my brain, like every time I look at videos or photos of, of like just how beautiful all of those trees are and the lakes and like, the rolling mountains and everything just Carlin um our troop manager saying like I love my country and I was like like that I don't know why but that really stood out and really stuck with me for like the rest of the trip like just like imagine living in such a beautiful place like you were just so proud to bring people around and like I love my country sort of thing because like I look around at my country and you know what, there are some things that I love about it and there are other things that I just don't. And I know that some of you will come for me for saying that, but I just like, I look outside my window and I see gum trees and some mountains and I'm like, ew. (laughs) But say I go to like, I don't know, I go, I go out and I see a bunch of silly people and like, or I see a video of a man punching a kangaroo or I see, you know, videos of massive spiders or like crazy snakes or, you know, just people picking up snakes or just like a snake in someone's like four wheel drive. Like I see like, I see like those real Aussie videos, like especially the guy punching the kangaroo in the face. And I go, I fucking love my country. Like I'm so proud of my country, but that's different to like, just looking at a bus we know and going, fuck, my country is so beautiful. Like I love my country. I don't know just really stuck out to me. I was like, that's really interesting. Um, and very cute. So anyway, we got to Whistler. Whistler was absolutely gorgeous. Like I want to go back. I have to go back in winter time. Um, we stayed in like this pod hotel slash, uh, no, it wasn't a hotel. It was a hostel. And so it was one, two, three, four, um, pod beds, like on the first level. And then there was a second level. And so this is in my room alone. So we had like one room It had like two showers, two toilets, like a change room, a couple of sinks in there, um, four beds on the bottom. And then you go upstairs and there were another like one, two, three, four, six beds up the top, I think. And there was like a sink up there as well. Thankfully I was on the first level. 
um, Jordan, my roommate, actually had the bed underneath mine. Um, and then I think the other two on my level were Amy and Rebecca. They were both very quiet girls, but they were really sweet. Um, then the rest of the room were some of the others. So like, um, a couple of people from my town <laughs> were on the trip. There were like three of us from the same place, three or four of us from the same place. Um, they were upstairs and like Georgie was upstairs and there was a girl from Switzerland, um, on our trip as well. She was upstairs. Her name's Laura. Um, few other people. So anyway, um, we ended up going clubbing on that first night. Um, I was sober on that first night just cause I couldn't drink like my stomach. I just needed to be careful, but they had glow sticks at that first club and it was such a blast. Like I was just collecting as many glow sticks as possible and just dancing like a nut job. Um, one of the good dancers that I sort of like noted in my head was, um, this guy, Jeremy, who is from um, a town not far away from where I live, lol. Um, I was about to like dox him, sorry. Um, but anyway, he, um, he was a really good dancer and it's funny cause he's a policeman. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's, it's funny seeing police, sorry, I keep touching the microphone. It's funny seeing police people like out of uniform and just being like rowdy people, like just being fun people. Like you just sort of go like, I know that they're real people and they're just normal, you know, citizens of the world, but it's just funny when you think about the fact that like, they're also policemen, but whatever. I, I know it's stupid. I know it's a stupid take, but it was just very interesting to me. Um, he was very funny with the uh, glow sticks and stuff and was dancing about. So good, like shout out to Jeremy. Um, and the rest of the team that came out that night, that was a really funny night. Like, I think we all had a lot of fun. A lot of eventful things happened. Someone came back to the room very, very early the next morning. So that was quite funny as well. My first night. Um, then the next day I went zip lining. I didn't go. So there were two different zip lines. There was one that was like this big fuck off, huge zip line, really, really, really high up. And correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I'm pretty sure that zip line went like 150 kilometers an hour. Like it was insane. Like I, I, that, that's, that might even be exaggerating. I'm not sure. I can't remember, but it was really, really fast and it was super, super, super high up. And I didn't sign up for it because as we all know, I'm terrified of heights, absolutely terrified of heights. And I was like, oh, should I do it for the, for the lols? But apparently it's only like a 10 second experience or like a one minute experience and then it's done. It's over. And it costs like $135. I was like, oof, I don't know about that. So I ended up doing the other zip line, which was five separate zip lines closer to the ground, sort of you're amongst the treetops essentially. Um, but you also get a bit of a walk in it as well. So you walk through the wilderness of like Whistler and you get to see like bear claw marks on trees and stuff like that. Um, so I did that with a small group of people. I think it was, um, like just for the people that were on the trip, I think it was like me, Nellie from, um, near, she lives nearby where I live, Caitlin, who I went to school with a long time ago. Um, Margie, Patrick, who's from Sydney. Um, was there anyone else? Oh my God. I'm so sorry if I missed you. Uh, I think that was all of us. I feel like I've missed someone. I'm going to have to go back and find a photo. Um, but yeah, so we went on this five person, uh, not five person, five separate zip lines. And that was, I will say that first one that we got on was huge, like absolutely huge. It was really, really high up, really long, super, super fast. That one went like 130 kilometers an hour, I think absolutely terrifying, but so worth it. No, I didn't miss anyone. That was the whole group. Okay. Sick. Um, absolutely terrifying. I went down with Caitlin and the video that Patrick got of us going down was like, Caitlin screamed more than I did. And I was the one that was actually really, really scared of heights. And like, I remember the lady counted us down. She said three, two, one. And we just stood there on the steps like, no, 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 no. Cause it was just so, so high up. And you could see the drop down. Like we're standing on these see-through steps and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to pass away. And then eventually when we like left 
the steps, I just closed my eyes for the first few seconds because it was so fast and just, oh my God, I'm reliving it. Like it was just terrifying, but it was an incredible view, like just absolutely stunning. Like I, like I, a lot of the time, like when I went down the zip lines, the last, you know, four zip lines, I found myself going like, wow, like aloud as I was like going down on my own, like, wow, oh my God, wow. (laughs) I know it's cringe, but it was honestly, you guys have to experience it. Like if anyone, hands up guys, send me a message if you want to go to Canada at the winter time, not this year, but maybe next year or something, come with me, please. I'd love to go again and do all of this at winter time, give snowboarding a go. Actually, like if you're serious, let me know. I'd actually really love to go again. So send me a message. I'd love to go back there. It was an absolute fucking blast. I've never had so much fun. So yeah, we went on those zip lines. They were incredible. Just like probably my favorite thing that I did. Um, And then that night we went, we went just to a bar, like made some friends with some of the other people because I hadn't really met everyone yet. And then I went to this thing called Vallea Lumina, which was like sort of like a light show in the dark in the middle of the forest. And it was okay. I mean, the lights were really pretty. Like there was this one particular spot like where we went over like this, um, we went over a bridge and they had like, they'd set up like all of these lights everywhere around the bridge and it sort of looked like um, fireflies. And it was just gorgeous. And like videos don't do it justice. Like it was incredible. And it just looked like the, the, like the forest was glittery. And we, I reckon we spent like five minutes just standing there like, whoa, the whole time <laughs> and like jumping around. And I remember I was jumping around like, wow, this is so cool. And I like jumped into this man and he was just staring at me for like the rest of the walk. It was so embarrassing. Um, but yeah, the views were really, really cool. And they, they'd like set up all of these really cool light fixtures and stuff. And it was just like, just made the forest look really glittery and sparkly. And it was just really, really quite pretty. Um, so I enjoyed that one a lot as well and got to, you know, bond with some of the people on the trip. And that's when I started, um, to get everyone sort of Instagram that night. Went to a club on that second night as well, but that one sucked so much that me and Caitlin left after like 10 minutes. Um, and that was the most expensive club we went to too. It was like 20 bucks and it sucked. So we left. Um, and then the next day we left Whistler and we went towards Sun Peaks. And to be honest, that was a bit of a blur. I don't really remember it that well, except for the fact that the drive from Whistler to Sun Peaks was really, really, really windy super windy drive and we all felt really car sick after that like we played a few games and there was like a game or two that I had to sit out of because I was like I'm gonna be sick like again like I just didn't feel good like it was just a really windy drive and if you sat anywhere near the back like I don't know how you survived because it was like I was sitting near the front and I was just not well um but we did make it and when we got to some peaks we did axe throwing um, that was the first night that Jordan and I got to share a room and we had a really nice shower there. So that was good. Um, beds were super comfy too. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but anyway, uh, Sun Peaks was like a really small ski village. Um, it sort of reminded me of Whistler, but a lot smaller and there was like nobody there. Um, but yeah, we went axe throwing. It was actually really difficult for anyone that hasn't axe thrown before. Like, like you got to like, especially for girls, like uh, for me, like I don't have arm strength, like i got leg strength, but not strength, but not arm strength. So like throwing the ax, I had to, I, I kept like, I'd hit the board, but it would just bounce off. And so what I needed to do was hold the ax over my head with two hands, take one step forward with my right foot and throw it, but not just throw it with my arms. I had to throw, I had to use my like abs, I had to use my abdominals to really like throw it as hard as I could. And if you just stand there, like if you just stand up while you're listening to this and actually give that a go, like put your hands above your head, pretend you're like holding like an ax and then take a step forward and then throw, but not just throw with your arms, but throw your entire body into it. So you're using your abs to really throw something at full force. It's quite, for me personally, 
was quite difficult. And the fact that there were guys that were throwing it with just one arm and not taking a step or anything is wild to me. Like I just don't have that strength. So it was difficult. Eventually I started hitting the board consistently, but I just couldn't get it accurate to like the, the, um, the target. I couldn't, I couldn't hit the middle of the target. Um, but it was quite difficult. We sucked at it. My team sucked me, Joel and, um, Joel's from Sydney, me, Joel and, um, Caitlin, you'll find that like a good 90% of this trip was just Australians, which you know what? I don't regret it. It was actually really fun. Um, meeting with other Aussies, at least you had like something to like relate to other people about, you know, cause it can get a little bit lonely just going somewhere and you don't like, they don't understand your jokes or whatever. So it was good. It was good being with other Aussies. Um, but yeah, did the axe throwing. And then the next day we left Sun Peaks and went towards Jasper and you know what? I might leave it at Jasper and do another episode and you'll have to stick around for the rest of the trip because it got really fun after, after that. <laughs> There's a lot of beef, not beef, not beef, tea more like, but, um, just, so much fun like yeah once we got to Jasper I think that's when we all became like actually proper friends like I, th I think it took us all a few days and by the time we were at Jasper like everyone was like everyone knew each other and we're all mates at that point um but we had a very big well I, I at least had a very big night in Jasper <laughs> and um we had a shot ski which is like a ski like, you know, when you go skiing, like a ski, but it had like four or five shots on it and everybody had to stand in a line and take the shot. It was Malibu. Ew. I don't like any, um, alcohol that's coconut. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it there and then I'll, um, I'll recap all of that on the next step. Let me know if you've enjoyed this, um, so far. And if you want to know any more details about something in particular, um, but yeah, I had a, like it's so much fun. Like it, it's been fun recapping everything as well. Um, but yeah, let me know if you'd like to know more about the people on the trip or, um, you know, like spots that I visited or, uh, what I ate, um, all sorts of stuff like that. I can definitely go through, but if it's boring, sorry, not sorry. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed listening to me today. Um, and I shall speak to you very, very soon. And this is where outro music would usually go, but I just, yeah, it's not happening, but thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.